Hey, remember in Jurassic Park, the opening where they're like moving that big crate up to the wall and then the raptor goes like crazy and eats that dude and Muldoon's like grabbing him and trying to find him back and he's yelling like, shooter, shooter. But it kind of sounds like scooter, scooter, like our new recruit's name. Anyway, I tried to, you know, like make that reference on Twitter, but I couldn't make it work and was not about to waste that joke. So you're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined as always by the man who is the only person who knew Muldoon's name, Kevin Drek. <laughs> Clever girl over here. What can I say? Easily, like, what else has that guy been in? Uh, well, what else is there? When you've, <laughs> when you've set a legacy like Muldoon, like, what do you do as an actor? You just walk away. I don't think he even is somewhere. I think he just existed only for Jurassic Park, and that's it. Um, you know, while we're Spielberg. while we're on the uh, the JP talk, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Sam Jackson, tons tons of iconic lines. Yeah, I don't know that there's one that like I use more or think of more than "Hold on to your butts." Are you familiar with that? Oh yeah. You think I can name one of the the, the, <laughs> the velociraptor dude from that movie and then I'd be like, "What's hold on to your butts?" What what is that? What do you mean? It was actually also one of the most subdued Sam Jackson performances. Yeah. In in a, in a good way. Like, I mean, I, I mean, that was technically career-wise, he looks oldest there, but that was one of wild. his <laughs> first movie roles i think like that dude became a movie star when he was like 40 or something like that yeah 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 uh let's just talk uh let's just talk some jp for the rest of the yeah you uh, know what this is a jurassic park podcast now but it's only a, the first one <laughs> that's because you can find fossils in colorado and this is a colorado first podcast so um showtime fossils <laughs> uh thank you everyone for listening if we could ask the small favor uh please share the pod with your spartan is with spartans in your life uh a bigger favor that really is quite meaningful if you could rate review and subscribe wherever you get podcasts and of course follow us on twitter at spartan underscore pod uh greg i know we normally save this for later but what beverage are you drinking over there uh i think it's the same as last week didn't i share that i was having a two-hearted hazy IPA? oh yeah uh well there were more of those in the fridge and i liked them a great deal so that's what i'm having i want to add though do you like uh, it more than the official the bells official yeah they are very similar beers actually now that you mention it i think <laughs> well, in a blind taste test i might struggle to this feels like something we too. will end up doing so yeah, uh uh, anyway, sorry, you were going to say something. Well, I last week I joked that they're mortgaging the Two Hearted brand to do these types of things, but I got I think a Twitter uh, uh, advertisement this week from Bell's about how like Bell's Two Hearted Two Hearted Ale because we don't go chasing trends, which I was like <laughs> corporate garbage. <laughs> you just sold out this brand. For hazy IPAs, just because you didn't change the name of the original. Anyway, um, that's our new. Now that, now that, what is it? What was Larry Bell? Now that Larry Bell is not involved, 
Yeah, because his uh, his daughter didn't want it, so she just wanted that cash, buddy. Oh, hey, you know she's doing yep. her own thing. Yep. Uh, when did there become a typo in Spartans in your life? Anyway, um, all right, Greg. Uh, we have some newer listeners. It, it actually dawned on me. Uh, someone asked for clarification on what the Twitter question power rankings were and what the purpose of the exercise was. Oh and, yeah, and, and it that was makes like, sense. Uh, maybe we should have explained. We got new listeners. Maybe we should explain these things. Um, so. If we happen to have anyone listening, uh, not power rankings related, but can you tell folks the structure of our show? Yeah. So we'll begin with that. For everyone new this week, we are a MSU sports focus. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> you may not know that from the logo or the name, which is a very esoteric reference, but we are. Uh, so we begin with the green wall, which is a play on the idea of the blue wall. in Which the is real. Because this podcast was founded on the notion that we were going to hold the media to account. I don't know that we've lived up to that standard, but we try. <laughs> we used to give Graham Couch shit, then became friendly with him. I don't know. I don't think you're ever that hard on Graham, though. Like, even before we were friendly with him, we were never that rough. That hard, um, yeah. Yeah, if oh, just what, Tony Paul. This is just a Tony yeah. Paul. I was gonna say, what happens when we find out that Tony Paul's a listener? What, what do we have left at that point? Um, anyway, Greenwall. Uh, we talk about what's happening on campus around here. Usually football. It's a sport that always leads because there's a perception that MSU is a basketball school. But if you're listening to this podcast, you know that that's not true. It's a football school. Then we'll talk about other goings ons. Maybe it's men's basketball. Maybe it's hockey. Maybe it's baseball. Who knows? Or we cover women's sports, too. You didn't name a single one of them, but we also cover those. I included in my mind softball and baseball and... uh, Men's uh, and women's basketball. And I meant to say soccer. Um, And swimming. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then we go off Grand River. If there's other things happening in the wider world of sport, this week we have nothing on the outline here. Do we want to talk about Bob Huggins? And that's fun. I, I don't know. Uh, and then finally, we'll take your Twitter questions where in the summer to pass the time to have something to do, we like to pit our listeners against one another to come up with the best questions for our amusement. And then we rank them in front of you and then parade this about, make very, very intentionally vague promises of a prize at the end of the whole thing. And uh, finally, eventually pick a winner. Yeah, it's unclear when the episode or when when the rankings will finish. Uh, You promised that already. You said it was going to be a five week thing of which this will be week four that we're participating in this this week right now. Maybe we should do six, though, so that everyone ranks twice. I mean, we've already established that the points don't matter and everything's made up. It's the who line of Twitter. uh, Whose line is it anyway? Yeah. Um, All right, let's go ahead, head behind the green wall. Uh, and yes, the sport that always leads football. It, it was a big recruiting weekend for Michigan State before we get to commitments. I mean, it was also just big in terms of the the number of stars that were on campus uh, were larger than some of the previous weekends that we'd seen. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the... Uh, sort of white whale of the class, if you will, David Stone was on campus um, along with a handful of other four-star recruits. And we ended up landing one of those, if you're anybody but 24-7. 
in Anthony Scooter Carey. Um, Scooter! <laughs> I'm never going to be able to unhear that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Greg will uh, maybe... I'm going to preempt your three-star trash recruit comment um, because Rude. he is a... He is truly as as high as you can be a three-star without being a four-star on 24-7, but the rest of the services uh, have him listed as a four... Well, on three also has him as a three-star. Yikes. Uh, but ESPN and Rivals have him as a four-star, and we all know that ESPN has the best rankings. Yep. But the thing that, uh, that Greg always cares about, that we care about here, is the peer group. Who else had offered this person? Um, so... It's a pretty good list in this case. Now, it comes with the caveat of like what's committable, what's not. But on paper, uh, Scoot has got Alabama offer, Georgia offer, Indiana offer, Miami offer, Notre Dame offer, Ohio State offer, Ole Miss offer, Tennessee offer, Texas A&M offer, USC offer. Dude's got a list. He's got a Stanford offer, if you didn't mention that. And I bring that up because of, I mean... That is a school that actually has academic restrictions too. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad place to get an offer from. Nope. Pleased to see that. It's it's of our guys currently committed by far the best offer list that we have seen for any of our uh, commitments. Um, so it very, might be among pleased. the best offer lists of anybody under the Tucker. This one's pretty strong. Like honestly, we see we've gotten four star like four star across all of the services commits that don't have an offer list that looks that look like this. Sometimes yeah. you get weird ones. Um, and this isn't one of those. This is like 50 offers from basically everyone. So, yeah. Uh, so really nice pickup for the staff three star or not. Um, he is a uh, six. F- I, so I think this listing is old. I think, so 24 seven saying he's six foot, uh, one eighty five now though. Right. The measurables. Yeah. I, I think he's six one two Oh five. Um, so, uh, big kid, good, uh, good size. Um, apparently a, a reasonably quick at, at getting to the edge, but it's, it's his ability to run between the tackles that, um, that makes him a pretty coveted prospect. Um, and so either way, Huge, huge get this. If this sticks, because we do need to at least acknowledge that it's possible that these things change, but um, they've missed on running backs every year. Yeah. Um, or or had the flips like Audrey Estime had, had committed. I mean, would have loved to have. I mean, that kid is a, is a tank. Like, um, this is this is a good one. Um, and, and certainly valued very much. So this is for the moment, I think it's safe to say the crown jewel of the class, uh, easily Mr. Mr. Scooter carry. So please. yeah, the, uh, the next pickup is maybe going to be a lot less appealing on the offer list sheet, but I, I, I suspect that it's still a, a high quality pickup. Sire Torrance um, is a flip from Syracuse. Uh, my understanding is that he committed relatively early um, 
to. And is from Syracuse, yes. New York. And so that there may have been some, uh, some laying off of his, his recruitment um, at some mm. point in time. Uh, Jim Silgato, who notably uh, was coaching in upstate New York before leaving the Bills, uh, immediately prioritized his recruitment. Uh, and and we, we, we should say he's a 5'11 wide receiver uh, out, of, yes. uh, out of New York. We did not establish that yet. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, 5'11, 195. Uh, you know, uh, this is, I don't know. It, it, you'll, you'll take these. I, he may, is he going to play wide receiver for us though? I don't know. Cause Jim Silgato is a DB coach. So. I mean, I they're trying to, they're trying to stack up the defensive secondary. So yeah, I could, I could buy it. And also, yeah, I guess Hawkins would be involved for sure. If it's a wide receiver. Anyway, uh, Rutgers uh, offer, Syracuse offer, Buffalo, Massachusetts, Memphis, Temple, Temple. Pitt, don't don't sleep on Pitt. The Pitt offer is, is the Pitt offer is probably the best offer on the list. What Temple? Temple offer? Temple Owls? He could have been a Temple Owl. He chose not to be. Look, I know what you're trying to do right now, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> uh. You know, maybe he's also got a Pepperdine pepper pepperhead pepper guy <laughs> pepper pots pepper pots uh, uh, Pepperdine too busy being outside to have sports uh, offer. Would Probably you go to sports? If... <laughs> I I told you about the housing situation there, right? Mm-mm. At their law school? No, I don't remember. What is it? Oh, so you. <laughs> This is so stupid. You live so, in the cliff. <laughs> they well, just like kind of burrow you a spot. Yeah, kind of. Uh, so <laughs> they, they, um, you had, a, the reason I know this for, for listeners, I applied to Pepperdine for law school and was looking at it. And the, uh, you have two housing options. Do you want the mountain view or the beach view? Mm. <laughs> like, and it genuinely, that is your view. Um, so I just, I couldn't, I can't really blame people at Pepperdine for not giving an F about sports. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there because we're talking about a kid from New York. Uh, he is uh, also the fifth best player out of New York and the 88th ranked wide receiver in the nation. Um, so, you know, some folks suspect that he's actually someone who will receive a recruiting bump. Um, but either way, you know, if you've got an athlete, I think you take an athlete, particularly if you think they might be able to work at DB or or be an effective wide receiver. Um, so, uh, yeah, all told, nice win for us. Big time. Uh, Want to chat about, so podcast is coming out Monday. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Do, well, do, should we just not say anything? Should we not talk about it? Let's not just talk about it. We've got plenty of time to talk about it next week. Okay. Uh, Greg, the, I I will say this. uh, Let's reframe it this way. There you go. I think maybe a month ago, like there may be a Siri reminder for us to revisit recruiting 
from about a month ago Mm -hmm. and see how you're feeling. Now, in fairness, we know at least one person who may or may not commit to MSU, but is certainly, you know, a high value target, Nick Marsh. We, there's no way. Who has set a commitment date. Right. So it's, it's unfair to be like, you know, use him in judgment because there just would be no way to know, but was just hosted on campus. Um, by all accounts, the, the visit went well, yep. right? Um, but I guess you'd said, check back in. Let's check back in next week. After Nick Marsh, after maybe some other chips from this recruiting I don't think weekend. Nick Marsh, isn't Mick, Nick Marsh the seventh? He won't be next week. Then let's check in the week after. Okay. <laughs> I, are you feeling, at a, there have been commitments. Are you feeling any different than when we were at three? Yeah, but there, here's what I'll say about that. Okay. Yes, there have been commitments, but they're kind of commitments in the mode of a D'Antonio class. Like, sure. D'Antonio got a lot of these types of guys, and a Scuda carry four star is a, is a prototypical D'Antonio four star. You know, commits as a four star, sees a drop in his in his uh, ratings as a result. I'm just. I don't think... And D'Antonio did a lot of winning with those four stars. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I'm just saying, we were promised, and last year it was delivered. To a degree. Yeah, to a degree. Um, But we were promised that there was going to be a a new recruiting paradigm with the staff. And um, so far, the recruiting paradigm looks a lot like the last recruiting paradigm to me but there's room for me to be wrong about that i was i was wrong about that last year i had my same misgivings last year and i was proven wrong and i would be happy to have that happen again okay well uh i guess we can then just move along unless there's anything else you want to add to make this a conversation well where about what about you mike jones you're part of this podcast too you're also here I, i mean i don't so I think for me, it's, it's, you, you may not be wrong about this particular class, but with as much sort of four star, star talent as there was on last year's class yeah, and to a degree, a lesser degree, but to a degree with the class before that, um, your, uh, you know, uh, your, your Mangum and, uh, Tatum's right. Like, I mean, there was some, there was some there was some talent in that class as well. Not not as much as as last year's class, but the the prior one. There was some talent there too. Um, that your Van Sumerans, yeah. That your, it's your Bernards. All right, okay. That it's it's okay for you to have a a a D'Antonio S class that you you believe in, right? Mm-hmm. Like. And and we and the th- the other thing that I think I think I've said plenty of times before, but if I haven't, I'll reiterate now, is that the real rubber for the road on this staff is your ability to actually develop players. Yep. So three star, four star. I mean, it, you know, the NFL always does that thing with what the recruiting rankings of a lot of the guys in the NFL are. It is ultimately a player development sport, even at the NFL level. So, you know, unlike 
basketball, which I think is maybe at, at its elite levels, a lot less developmental. So the, um, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm comfortable in, in the notion that the, cl- the staff should be evaluated for their ability to evaluate tape. For sure. Um, anyway, we'll see where the class shakes out. Maybe some of these dudes get huge senior season bumps. Maybe. Or it, that would be unusual against type for a Michigan state university commitment, but, um, it could happen. It, it certainly could. I mean, there are, uh, yeah, who knows? There's, we'll see there, there, there are some, I have some questions. I'm not totally, uh, I'm not with you. I just, I'm willing to give some benefit of the doubt. Um, so, uh, related to recruiting though, it is being reported shortly before we started recording that MSU has added another staff member, Tyler Johnson, new director of recruiting operations. Um, and she, the uh, staff is ex- getting big. Yeah. It turns out you need a lot of people on campus to host these, uh, young men. Um, but she's got some experience. Um, she's got some experience at Jacksonville state as well as where else was she? Texas. Texas. Yep. Um, so there's now a direct line to coach prime, which is really what this, this podcast is lacking and what we wanted to see. Um, but she's young, you know, she has not been in these types of roles for long. Truthfully, I don't know what the difference is between a director of recruiting operations and a non site recruiting coordinator and this and that. And the other thing, there's also a on-campus recruiting coordinator position. Um, so yeah, uh, they all fall under the Mark Dethorn. the umbrella of the director of player personnel and recruiting Mark Dethorn. what they all do individually. Who knows? Who knows? But, sure. Uh, filling it out, filling that staff out. Um, well, either way, Tyler, if this isn't true, welcome. Very excited to have you. Uh, basketball, Greg, we've got some news. Uh, yeah. Uh, Joey Hauser. Joey Hauser is going to the Utah Jazz. Salt Lake City is like, what? That's not the normal Salt Yeehaw. Lake smell coming over. Coming over the horizon there. It, it what normally is smells wet here, but not what quite is that like this. Hay smell that's I'm wafting up. Now, for first time listeners, just as I was explaining before, wet hay is a very <laughs> strange inside joke that we have that I think is because he looks kind of hay seedy. He looks kind of yokely, like a yokely mm-hmm. Midwestern mm-hmm. Wisconsin white dude. Um, I think we decided that he probably smells like wet hay. And then he, uh, whenever he gets shooting really good, he heats up, which, you know, well, he's not on fire. It's just wet hay. Yeah. Can't be, he can't actually become on fire because of how wet and hay hay is. is. Um, it's probably like moldy and stuff. It's someone please pull where that came from. Um, but, uh, yeah, as he heats up wet hay now, of course his brother, 
playing well in the Celtics. We'll see if he can stick, if Joey can stick as well in the NBA, but it's a two-way contract, right? Sign a two-way contract. Is Sam still in the... I think Sam might not be in the NBA. Oh, did he get the cut? Yeah, I think so. That's kind of weird timing. I thought for some reason... Uh, no, I mean, uh, no, he, no. Uh, not that I'm aware of. Not that I've heard. Yeah, I could be right. wrong about that. I'm not keeping up to date with the Celtics roster. Yeah, no, no, no. I could be, I could be very wrong about this. For some reason, I thought, uh, I thought for some reason he wasn't uh, around anymore. But that is wrong. Um, anyway, great for Joey. Very excited for him. Sam does look less yokely than than him by a fair amount. And then Joey starts wearing that newsboy's hat kind of just to lean in on it yeah news wire uh get, get your lsj here i'm very that, excited for joey that was a missed name image and likeness opportunity graham once he started putting that newsboy hat on we real there was something that could have been there but real missed opportunity apparently not uh yeah Anyway, I, I am I'm very happy for Joey. He put a lot of work into you could see it in into his his body and his his defensive ability. It, limited as it was, that he became a no longer liability as a right. defender. Um, right. Obviously, shot the lights out. Very good shooter. Was super consistent on the boards. Like I I hope he, I hope he sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Even some backup minutes as a four in the NBA, it'll it'd be a it'd be. A good I mean, the man's going to be playing professional football or professional basketball for his whole career. Like, yeah, he'll make he will make money. So let's just hope at least some of that time is spent in the league. Yeah, uh, good locker room guy. I'm sure of that. Yeah, if only for the fragrance, you know, that he brings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh. All right, should we? We're we're speeding through this episode. Should we do? Uh, do you want to talk about Chisel or should we not talk about Chisel? What's the angle on this? Oh, did you see? No. Yeah, I I sent it to the group chat. No one pays attention. He he's returning to staff, baby. He's going back Wait. to teach. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but didn't Luana? Is the, yeah, I was just going to say, is this a glass house situation? That's that's actually kind of why I wanted to chat about it. Um, the difference, though, I think, is that she never actually did come back to teach. She got her golden parachute. They paid her because she threatened to sue her, sue the university. Um, but I don't think she actually ever came back. Um, she just stayed near. I guess with Mark, if you don't have... Any subordinates? Can you... Students. Students. Well, his problem was never with the students. That was their former dean, right? Yeah. Um, Or a couple of the professors. Um, Whomst. Whomst, yeah. Um, Great. I mean, I'm sure it was part of his contract. I'm sure they're obligated to do this. They don't want these headlines. headlines. So... Um, although they have established that the headlines aren't going to hurt them because they'll go away right away. They should, they should just make so, Ward in charge of the whole thing. Yeah. I, 
I bet he doesn't actually ever get in front of a classroom. They'll put him in charge of some kind of research thing or something like that. Yeah, I I mean, I, I am with you. I assume this is contractually, they're obligated to allow this. It's weird that they didn't offer to just give him money. Well, I, that's what I would have done. Well, they he might want to just... This is a palate cleanser for me. This is after, an annuity. After I get... A couple of years in the classroom, other institutions will start taking me seriously, and maybe I'll be able to rehab myself and find other future gainful employment. Like, he wants this job, probably. Yeah, no, he can just apply down at Old Miss. They'll take him. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's not going to say it right this moment, but Chris Beard, you're a piece of shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> One of us, we should have a rotating cast uh, where it's one of our jobs to bring up at some point in the podcast how Chris Beard does not deserve to be a head coach anywhere else ever again. (laughs) This actually may be an opportune time because we spent a fair amount of last week somehow kind of praising Bob Huggins while forgetting that he issued a slur on the radio uh, and then remembering that late, but still saying, hey, it's really great that you realized you need to step down. There's some reporting. Now, there's there's <laughs> conflicting reporting also that maybe the assistant coach is going to become the head coach. But there is some reporting by people who do actual reporting. Yeah, by reputable outlets. Uh, you can tell because they don't have a blue check mark. Uh, but that maybe Bob Huggins isn't letting go of the job. And maybe he's trying to puppet master a little bit. (laughs) I don't know. Did you hear the beeline thing? Did you hear those rumors as they were happening? I mean, I knew, I I knew that there was talk, but it, it, that felt like one of those sort of like fan wet dreams that like, Oh, maybe beeline will come back. Like, Mm. Right, like get out but of here. Most West Virginia fans, do they even remember Beeline? Like truly, do they? Like that would have been, like, I, I mean, fifteen years ago for them, right? Yeah, but like Bob Huggins, you know, is a real, you know, is a real coach, right? Like that's mm-hmm. a, you know, a, notwithstanding the alcohol and the homophobia, like yeah, the the just yeah. uh, really just flippant homophobia. <laughs> uh, he. Like, he's a real coach that um, had obviously topped out in what he was going to do. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, that's a that's a, a respected name. And I, so I wonder if West Virginia kind of put their put their big boy britches on and thought, like, hot damn, we we deserve like real coaches um, and thought Beeline would be happy to take a real coach job. I I don't know. I don't know why Beeline would, you, would want that job again. That's my question. Well, would you want Beeline back? Is my question. If I'm West Virginia? Yeah. yeah. Can Beeline... Is Beeline going to operate in the new college basketball? Oh, because of, what he's, because of what he allegedly said? That, and he's never dealt with NIL. He's never dealt with this level of recruiting. Reportedly hated recruiting anyway. Older than he was before. Yeah. He won't have 
the assistant coaches or the recruiting territory that he wants. Well, he probably could still have the recruiting territory. He's older now than he was before. I, I you know, if I was going to hire Beeline, and it made and it made sense for both parties, right? So, like, this has to make sense for Beeline. Is say, hey, John, here's what I'd love to do. Real shit situation here, mm-hmm. but like, we want a meaningful program with an excellent reputation. What we'd like to do is to have you around for three years, four years. Like how long do you want to coach John? And if it's a shorter term period, what we'd like to do is, is try and pull in somebody who would take this job as an heir apparent and have you do some mentorship and, and write the ship, steady the ship, and then pass it off. If you're going to be here longer, say five years, we want you to find an heir apparent. Other question. Could you do, could Beeline play the Phil Martelli role? As an assistant coach, and you I don't bring know. some up and coming guy, you know, does he? I, I that doesn't strike me as a John Beeline thing. Maybe I'm. Maybe I don't know the man well enough. Maybe he'd be like, fine, but I'm not recruiting. Uh, then he yeah. might be into it. Um, I I will coach all of your offensive sets. Um, then sure, yeah, maybe. I mean, he would be no offense to Phil Martelli, but he would be a kind of a bigger get than Phil Martelli was because, I mean, ultimately, Phil Martelli was let go of his job. Uh, and John Beeline left college basketball, at least voluntarily. So, yeah, to find uh, a he wanted he, he wanted to chase a dream and, and that didn't go great. But correct, 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 <laughs> correct. It went really extraordinarily like spectacularly not great um which means you can't use that for recruiting (laughs) you've got to recruit around that um but i don't know west virginia i there's there's such a program that i don't really care about them but the 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 drama of bob huggins is intriguing and then you throw on the sort of stereotype about west virginia now i will say in case there's anybody who has some affinity for West Virginia, Morgantown's fantastic, like really great place, but it's still West Virginia. Um, and really great place for West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, the, yeah, I mean, I just don't really care about what they do. The, I mean, I guess they are one of those brands that gets flirted as a as a potential ad to our conference. So. No, they do not. What? Some people some people talk about it. Go ahead and block anyone on Twitter that's ever floated the idea that West Virginia could be added to the Big Ten. Are they an ACC or AAC school? They're Big, Big 12, right? No, a- AAC. Oh, 0% chance of that okay. being true. Zero, no. 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 You know how we talk about the cultural angle sometimes? West or, no, AAU, sorry, AAU. Yeah. West Virginia is not a fit uh, for the Big Ten. It's just simply not. And thus, this will never happen. So sure. that was conference realignment talk for the week. It won't happen again. I apologize to everyone. It's... I did, it's I did just confirm. Hey, look, UC Riverside and UC Irvine are 
our AAU schools. Bro, in 50 years, everyone's going to be just keeping up with the UC schools. The top 10 public schools in the country are just going to be UC, 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 UC. UC Santa Cruz? Holy shit, you're not wrong. Dude, uh, the, the UC schools are like the only ones moving up the rankings right now. Everyone else is just sort of hanging out in place. All right. People are really bored with this conversation. So let's head to our Twitter question power rankings. Now, yeah, Greg, it was your week to rank. It was. It was. And this is going to demonstrate how important it is, even though we aren't forthcoming with this information to know who's doing the ranking. Because as I put them in our model, I discovered that my rankings do not closely resemble those of my co-hosts. Greg is like, that's an L, that's an L, that's an L. (laughs) So in third place, for indulging us in our previous conference alignment talk and for demonstrating that there's at least one person and probably only one person that's interested in to hear it, uh, Mr. Neurotic Pants last week. Thank you for your questions. Third place. Second place uh, for his modern Seinfeld handshake fist bump question and relegation talk, which is sort of like conference realignment talk. Mm. The Keith Ski. And number one for last week in my own rankings for keeping us connected and ready for the storm that's coming. And I look forward to that next K-drop. Mr. John Hubbard, <laughs> who I don't think anyone else is amused by this, but I love it. And this week is a doozy. Um, do you want to let anyone know that they did not meddle and just. Oh, yeah. Someone was just outside the podium, unfortunately. <laughs> and we'll throw a temper tantrum next week. But, you know, he did make a scrapple with our uh, alcohol dependency, if only for a moment. Uh, and, he, you know. He's keeping us in line. Uh, Mr. Joe Ashworth. Also ran. Fourth place. So sad. Just off the podium. Just off to the side. In certain pictures, Joe Ashworth is actually, you can be, like half of him can be seen. In the he's like peering. Like, he's doing the J.J. McCarthy for the third year in a row. Yep. 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 Uh, uh, should we take this week's Twitter question? And who is it you? Are you? Let's assign it to Plum. That's what happens when you're not here. On your flight back, listen to the podcast, rate the questions. Uh, First up, from Mila Bloom. You, is Tuck back in the swing? I mean, here's what I'll say. All right, uh, uh, let me me say this. Let's, for the sake of argument, so I, I want you to, wait a second. You said you grabbed two beers, and I saw what that beer is. You're such a piece of shit. Uh, also, I don't, I don't Tell know the how people. you, I don't know how you can be that cheap and buy that. Really? I mean, it is. I so what he's that is making, more expensive than your other it is. beer. He's making a reference to the fact that I'm drinking an athletic brewing company Run Wild IPA, which, in case you don't know, is non-alcoholic, and you do pay a premium <laughs> for no alcohol. <laughs> and they're good. I, like, to be clear. They're very good. Athletic Brewing is great. I, it, but you indicated to me right. you were having two beers tonight, and then you All did right. not. Tell you what. I'm going to answer this question my own way, and then I will go get another beer while you answer this question. Uh, wait. I need you to give me two answers. Okay. So, is Tuck back in the swing? Here's what I'll say. As I was down in East Lansing 
sitting in uh, in front of uh, Jolly Pumpkin, uh, enjoying East Lansing Jazz Fest as it wafted over. I saw Tuck slingshot by in the Batmobile multiple times, full recruiting mode. Can't miss him. Green Polaris uh, slingshot with Spartan dogs for life painted on the side. He's, he's making moves. He's making moves and he's using the assets that are given to him because you know how those high school boys can't get enough. East Lansing jazz fest. So, <laughs> so I remember staying in East Lansing during the summers and thinking that even I was like, this is lame. This is so lame. <laughs> I, let me, let me ask you this. There may be some twins we're picking up. Hypothetically. People are saying hypothetically. Yeah, there you go. Let's say hypothetically we land Nick Marsh. Cap yeah. is tucked back in the swing. Yeah. Okay. I'll All right. Feel better at that point. It's still the class is still a little D'Antonio ish at that point, but sure. Yeah, we're I, trending upwards. We're trending upwards. I need some D line. I need some DBs yep. or, or uh, an excellent linebacker. Well, Any this one of those podcasts things. has no shortage of DBs. So mm-hmm. you're in the right mm-hmm. place. That's right. Uh, all right. Um, Next for you from Elon Bloom, how many five stars does Izzo pull for 2024? Okay. Uh, while Greg walks away, Elon Bloom, he seems to be on a tear right now. Um, and, but I will say, I guess I'll say this. The, the 2023 class has enough talent that may or may not be sticking around that you could see some people who are hesitant to join because of uh, a, a thought that there won't be enough playing time. We know that that's BS. Is it will make playing time for everybody and their brother. Uh, but my, my suspicion is that maybe he pulls a few less and that he gets some more important pieces. Um, in the in the 24 class but dude's taking swings on everybody so it, if you tell me that 24 is in the ballpark as impressive as 23 okay i'm buying it um that doesn't answer your question i'm gonna put it at two uh greg there you go give me your best recommendation of a show to stream so show we have stream. a we have a related TV question about Mm -hmm. what you're watching presently. So do not answer that question. Answer recommendation for a show to stream. What we do in the shadows will always be my recommendation for a show to stream because I don't think enough people are talking about it and it's fantastic. So go back and watch it. What do you got? Uh, So for me, it's the peripheral on Amazon. I just tried to watch that on my flight this week. And I fell asleep. So there, no. it, that was nice. It was nice. I don't usually sleep on planes. So I was very appreciative. Uh, of For whatever it's worth, Elon Bloom, I've given this recommendation to other people who have uh, watched the hell out of it and enjoyed it. So um, that, that bums me out that you didn't like it. I thought for sure you would. I didn't say I didn't like it. I said I fell asleep. Those I'm are two different the, things. I'm blaming on the lack of oxygen. I'm going to go back and, and rewatch it again. Uh, so not to worry. But it's a it's a little what it's like a, a little noiry basically. Yes. It's like yeah. a thriller. Is that what I'm in for? I mean, it's a it's a sci-fi show. 
Okay. Yeah, it's like it's place in the future, but a very like oh grounded future. They go yeah. to a they go to a bar in the first episode that looks like it's from nineteen like eighty four. But like but VR is a big component future. of society, and then uh, and they, they give it another. Sh- I promise, give it another shot. Um, uh, by the way. This is just for you and I, and truly, I don't need to tell you this now, but I'm going to anyway. Mm. So SAPAC has a Plex server. Do I have to cut this? No, 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 keep it in. Uh, but he uploaded Tenant for me. So okay. I want to get you, I want to get you access to the Plex server so that we can watch Tenant together. So we can rewatch Tenant. And then on Plex, can we set it so that we can watch it backwards <laughs> as well? <laughs> It might make more sense that way. <laughs> the best joke you told Oh, thank you for getting another Athletic Brewing, by the way. No, it's another Hazy. Thank okay. you. Uh, hazy Hearted. Bells. Anyway, Elon Bloom, despite Greg, seriously, Peripheral is the best show I've watched in a long time. So I'm 10 out of 10 on it. Um, All right. Next up from Thomas Ambiasi. Did Hauser wind up with Utah because the state diverts too much water from the Colorado River for alfalfa? And presumably, hey, Thomas, Thomas. Ambiasi. <laughs> Th- Thomas, this might land you at number one for the wet hay <laughs> joke. <laughs> uh, um, the West truly is dying, though. It's uh, yeah, you can only and, divert. Water and you've you've heard what's happening to the Great Salt Lake, by the way. I've seen what's happening to the Great no, but Salt Lake. Do you know the consequence of it? Oh yeah, it's becoming like an arsenic bowl that will like poison the town eventually. Yeah, it's crazy. Do they have a happen. plan? I don't know, but like they've got a bunch of rich people, but they're the type of rich people that wouldn't pay attention to something like that. Yeah, but the thing is about um, the the Mormons, like you shouldn't, generally speaking, be able to live in Utah, but they're so planful. Like they built all of those reservoirs. Mm-hmm. Like they need to tap into that resourcefulness. Well, they've certainly got no, you know, they're not paying taxes and they're not helping society. So they've got no shortage of resources, um, but they're not using them for that, as far as I can tell. Man, man. Well, this this would be, uh, I mean, truly, like. It, it is in, arsenic, right? It's like arsenic and a, is and starting to come up. Bunch of other heavy ground. metal stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not it's not good. And not in a like, oh, look, now it's a new natural resource. It's like, oh, this is definitely going to poison everyone sort mm-hmm. of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they need to they need to figure out what to do. Uh, anyway, uh, Thomas taking us down the path. Uh, Greg, favorite non MSU Big Ten sports venue. Oh, Thomas, I think you you are really strong out the gate here. Um, I really liked uh, the Palestra when we were there. Is that a Big Ten um, sports venue? Oh, it's not. Crap. Well, two Big Ten teams did play teams there. Teams have played there. Yeah. Uh, you know what it's definitely not is Rutgers Stadium, whatever that's called. <laughs> the opposite of, of is this, this question. This, if there's the rack, that should be the sack. You know what I mean? <laughs> ah! 
Because uh, <laughs> I, I think it is like SCI or something. State, anyway, it's S- that important. STI Stadium. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with... We should go to the rack, though. Okay. We'll find a time to go to the rack. Just, just... But all those games are going to get moved to to uh, to New York anyway. So. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Do you I mean, have one? I'm trying to decide if I want to give any credit. No, I don't. No. Nope. Um, uh, but how? To whom? What would you give that credit to? Finish that thought. It's not important. Um, because I think you were headed towards either the big house or Chrysler, nope. neither of which deserve any credit at all. No, it's the one named after the super racist. Uh, um, I've actually never been in that building. Yeah, and and I will also say that they put a lot of money into their their baseball stadium, and mm-hmm. it's and it's quite nice. Um, it is a market improvement over the floodplain that exists at MSU. But um, I would uh, it, so I will say this that it's uh, it is a favorite from the. It is a nice place to watch a game from an environment perspective. It's horseshit. But Ohio State's basketball stadium is actually quite nice. Hmm. Like it is a a nice venue to be in. If you're if you're judging these things from the perspective of like, is it intimidating? Like, is there a lot of hometown flavor? No, that is a, about as lukewarm as it can get. Um, because it's warm enough that it's more than Penn State, but like it's a nice building. Yeah. Um, I do think the horseshoe is. If you if you want more of that like intimidating place to play, you know, uh, bloodthirsty crowd, the horseshoe is great. I I want to go to Happy Valley though. Does this have to be places that we've been to? Because if then I'm really limited. I've got the Northwesterns. I've got the Indianas. I've got. What was that high school stadium like? The uh, assembly, uh, the hall. No, Northwestern. Oh well, it doesn't matter. It's gone now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's being raised to the ground. Um, Ryan Field. Um, I've got both the Michigans. I I guess I would go with Assembly Hall uh, in Bloomington for sure. having been there, but yeah. I also think it's flawed as well. Um, it's, it can get rowdy. There's no doubt about that, but it can get very quiet when they're not playing well at the same Carver time. Carver Hawkeye would be fun to go to. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That should be a thing that actually we should maybe invest in trying to do in our lives is, is see more of these venues. Um, I'm for it. I'm anyway, for it. last from Thomas Zambiasi. Did I have the ideal boys state by getting on the Supreme court, deciding everything in one and a half days and mostly napping? Yes, Thomas, if they're not still doing the hazing by camp counselors, then you definitely did the right thing. Can you talk about that on the podcast? That, do we do we need to do we need to there talk was, about that afterwards? There's a lot of like uh it, when I was there as a as a kid, the counselors did a lot of like waking kids up in the middle of the night with their shining their flashlight on them. Mm. It was super annoying. It 16 or whatever that I was. I didn't think much of it, but were you in dorm rooms with locks on them? Like, how was this happening? Oh, they had to, they had to be left open because, you know, oh. drugs and alcohol. 
Did they take the doors off the hinges? No. Or is it just like, don't you close this door now? It was in Brody. Maybe we did get keys. I forget. It doesn't matter. Um, Yeah. Anyway, congrats, Thomas. Next up, Adam DeLay. What's the most influential direction-changing MSU loss of the last... Now you're talking my language. Of the last 25 years in any... I I think this is sport. Sport. Could it be Notre Dame in 06? Michigan 07. Adam. Rick Comley flaming out in 2011. But even Rick Comley flaming out in 2011 is not a specific game. Um, Do you remember when they fired John L. and he remained coach afterwards? Can you imagine something like that happening ever, ever again? Can you can you imagine someone getting it truly? That is I forgot that didn't know that whatever. But like that is the least surprising thing about John L that I have ever heard. I remember being in college and hearing that that was the plan and being like, that's not a good idea. And it wasn't a good idea. What? Oh, because he went and hiked Mount Kilimanjaro again. Like what What was different truly about his check in? If I remember correctly, he kind of got John injured or something like that there was something that i didn't love about what he was doing um, he didn't brian kelly the situation i guess i guess that's true it's been a while since we've had one of those references i i uh, do think i i put it to bed for a bit uh i i do think you make fun of me but like the that notre dame loss may well have been the end of John L. Like, I mean, I know he was around after that, but like, it, like it, it exposed the stupid, the Ohio state one also was up there. Maybe. Yeah. Um, the kids are playing their, their tails off and the coaches are screwing it up. That one. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't think Oh seven. Cause that was, that was the, was that the Stanton injury year? Or which Stanton injury? Are we talking about the Michigan Stanton injury? Or yeah, oh seven Minnesota Stanton injury. No, the the Michigan one where they cheered. That would have been oh five, I think. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Is there a D'Antonio loss that you can point at as being among the worst? Oh, as, of oh, the, it's the second ASU loss. It's the one at home. That's. That's when you knew it was over. Like, if you go back and really dissect it, that's. I might go for one of those. Although the right thing to do is probably John L. Loss. Um, oh, sure. I, I In my mind, I, I was like, oh, we got good at some point in time. And but, you know, I think you're right. I think that's that's right. It's that ASU loss. The second one. It was not fun being there. I'll say that I didn't enjoy that loss at all. When those games got announced, I was like, oh, we're going to go beat Arizona State two times. There's that Illinois loss, too, where they were I remember having a discussion in the stands with a dude about the strategy of the end of that game while it was happening. And it was like we were yelling at each other, but it was like we were just having a conversation and trying to figure it out. You you both were just so lost. What? is this and his position was like we this is the only way to win the game and i was like what do you mean explain it to me and then it was 
also not pleasant. Um, we'll go with those. We'll, yeah. we'll choose of one of these. Um, the problem with this question and Adam, I appreciate it. It's a fantastic one. It, it doesn't exist with basketball. So that well, takes it out. I think the other challenge is, is that in terms of direction changing, as much as you could point to some of those John L games, it's like, holy shit, man. Like those were terrible. We know the direction did in fact change. So you could uh, like it, 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 it turned the boat turned around. I have something for you that isn't ours, but I think is the most direct, obviously direction changing thing I've ever seen in sports, mm-hmm. which is the Appalachian state loss for Michigan followed by the loss to Oregon at home. Change the trajectory of that program mm. for like 15 years. Those were the two most damaging games I've ever seen of any sport ever under any circumstances. Sure. Sure. And they were fun. They were fun. Uh, on the flip side, Adam asks, what's a loss that actually had long-term negative consequences that actually had long-term. Ne- oh, it's a win maybe that had long-term negative. Cause that 2000 citrus bowl was a win. Wasn't it? Wasn't that where Bobby won that game and then he got the gig and losses ended up having good long-term. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I see. I see. So th- we're looking at good long-term negative consequences. Um, so that that Florida Citrus Bowl was a win against Florida. So what he's saying here is I think a maybe win. We, we inverted his questions inadvertently. Uh, yeah. He's asking what's a win that had long-term negative consequences. He so said lost twice. He wants a loss that had good long-term consequences. Okay. The rest of the John L. <laughs> losses. Any one of John L.'s losses. Because <laughs> uh, you, you can't point to Bobby Williams because they hired John L. Like, yeah. I mean, I do... You could point to any one of Mark D'Antonio's last losses and say. You can point to some Dan Cole losses as just like, finally, it's time. Um, same with. Uh, what's is his it, name? Are there any Dan Cole? Are there any Izzo losses that you think Izzo learned something from? And like. I, I, I like I know that's a big lift, right? Like there's a lot of hubris in that little man. <laughs> But, but I think he also learned something for all the losses, you know? But it's sort of... Uh, something that really changed his approach yeah. to things? Well, he clearly... There was somewhere along the way where he started to embrace the three-point shot a lot more than he mm-hmm. did before. Um, <laughs> whatever that was. Syracuse loss. Yeah, whatever that was. Um... There, I don't know if there's like, it's hard because when there's a big whole program change, it's easy to point at. But when it's like, you've got to pick apart the smaller pieces of what happened as a result of what, it gets a little bit more difficult. I'd like to think that like that Middle Tennessee loss probably got him a little bit, you know? Oh, I'm I, I, I'm sure his his mountain of regrets is quite large, right? I think I've heard that his prep after the 2001 Final Four changed really significantly because he was expecting a second one there and he didn't get it. Um, 
And I think they, he was surprised by that outcome in the final four. And he changed the way he was prepping for things as a result. There was a loss that he had. This used to get a lot more press. In fact, I don't even know if it exists anymore, but he had in the mid two thousands, like a really dedicated film room of dudes that were just making film all year long. And I believe the story was that was a result of some kind of loss where like the, he didn't feel like he had the tools that he needed to be prepped for a game. Um, those are the types of things that I would like, I think I would point out. And I actually don't know if that film group exists anymore, or maybe it's just sort of expected that it exists everywhere now. I don't know. Um, I don't know that we answered the question, but uh, Adam, honestly, these were really good questions. Interesting. Uh, yeah. I'm going to let you read this. I see that it is immediately targeted me, but I'm going to beverage up and I'm going to let you read this. You're not even going to listen to it. All right. All right. Fine. I, I'll listen. I'll listen. All right. John Hubbard asks, upset about word counts, Mike Jones. Yes. Or are you upset at what the words are telling Jesus you? Christ. I'm going to get a beverage. Listen. The greatest trick Ross Hills ever pulled is convincing the world his ability to coach doesn't exist. His name is nothing to inspire fear, but rearrange the letters and you'll find something, or rather someone else. Los Res. As the pod's lawyer knows, res is Latin for thing. But what reveals the vital danger is loss, an old English word meaning destruction. The scholar who revealed this shook with fear as he told me this name is read destruction of the thing. He's since stopped responding to messages and hasn't been back in his office. But there's more. Follow the shiver running down your spine to a review of Los Rez's career. The only time he was a head coach, his record was 32 and 9. 3, 2, 9. 3 squared, 9 losses. Do you see it? It's the Tupelo sequence. Tupelo. 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 I honestly don't know what the Tupelo sequence is. It's the Tupelo sequence. Oh, wait. That's a town in Mississippi, I think. The program is compromised. K-Anon has breached the doors and, and the call is coming from inside the house. Cancel the season. Ross Ells has the upper hand. Hashtag, there is no K with when there is no, no, no K. No, I'm going to get a beverage. The hashtags are, John, you got to work on the hashtags. <laughs> Where we go, K-9, we go all. Um, listen, John, I'm so, so grateful that you're keeping us up to date with these uh, K drops. Uh, I think we all understand that the storm is coming. I think we all understand that uh, there's a, a, an evil, a great evil out there and that uh, K9 will come and show us through, show us the way. Uh, next up from Grandma Coons, how much? I mean, it's whatever you want to be, Grandma Coons, you know, uh, Listener Mike Jones has learned that, you know, all he has to do is slide into our DMs and uh, find a way to get us some liquor. And, uh, hey, those ratings look pretty good. So, you know, you know, I'm just saying. I'm just I'm just saying. Bye, Liberator Jen. Mm-hmm. And next from the same Mike Jones, uh, when do you mow the yard? Oh, God, he truly does know who's rating this week. Yeah. 
Uh, when no, you no. mow the lawn, do you put the same lines down every time? How often do you mix it up? So, Mike Jones, here's my thing. Um, the for my particular yard, it's the grading is not fantastic, and so I mix it up just because things go askew uh, or don't get cut evenly. Askew, but, huh? Isn't that? Type of like uh, but the fescue fescue uh but so the Fesc- thing who could ever care about this mike here's the thing to be cognizant of when you turn your mower around you twist your grass it's not great for it so if you're in a push mower in particular i would try to change it up every time you mow but if that's not realistic every couple weeks just so you're not putting the sort of same twist marks in your lawn good god all right next up i Um, I appreciate the pandering and grek i think actually also kind of appreciates the pandering yeah, game recognized game. All right. It's 345 Sunday. The fiance is still in bed hungover. Do you have any tips for her as we get into winning season and how to prevent this? Whose wedding season are we talking about here, Mike Jones? If it's yours, if you're asking this question, I think you need to go to a professional. Um what do you have a do you have hangover prevention? My preventions are all about work up front so heavy food consumption a lot of bread consumption um you know i I don't sleep on the the various uh, liquid iv and and the derivatives thereof those are effective drink a gatorade is your last thing that you drink uh for the night that's that's the trick ounce of prevention is the trick yeah and you're pretty good about uh mixing in uh well, as we all have learned today, non-alcoholic beverages. Because you're uh, this will be news to certain people that'll be like, "Oh, he is good at that, huh? That's the strength of his." <laughs> yeah, Greg buys uh, NA Heinies just so that uh, he can look like he's drinking. Um, <laughs> but but you're also good about water in between. Um, that's that's key. I'll also say for me that. Uh, a vitamin goes a long way at night. Um, mm, in, like a Flintstones chewable is what you're going for here? Uh, no, usually a ZMA is what I'm taking at night. But uh, um, the the other thing is, if you're going to take something to uh, a, a medicine, um, do not take Tylenol. It is actually very 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 bad for you to take that while you're you shouldn't really consume alcohol and take any sort of painkiller but if you're going to i believe ibuprofen is the recommendation of medical professionals there you go and finally from mike jones when going to a wedding do you change the price range of your gift based on the location of the wedding nicer location nicer gift or farther you had to travel to be there cheaper gift uh i would say that if I have to travel to a wedding that's a destination wedding, so like we're going to Plum's wedding, mm-hmm. uh, or I, I haven't gotten the invite, but I assume uh, this will be a very comfortable episode. <laughs> when, but like when you find out that Greg is invited to Plum's wedding, but you are not. 
Have you gotten an invite? I have not gotten an invite. Uh, I got to save the date. Oh, yeah, I got to save the date, too. But anyway. But so I'm going to have to travel to his wedding, but that's not going to change the the gift because he's getting married where he lives. Like, mm-hmm. But if he flew somewhere that's not Philadelphia... <laughs> That would that would change things for me uh, because it's it then becomes a destination wedding. Otherwise, I think as a general rule, my thought is you should try and if you're making a monetary gift, try and cover your cost of attendance. Does that make sense? I don't give that any thought whatsoever. I have my what I'm doing for the season. I do them all that way. And then like family gets a little bit more. Um, but oh, sure. That's a better way to go about it, I guess. Maybe, but you figure um, people are spending X number of dollars for for a plate or a normal like your average plate amount is. Yeah, but I figure if they're spending a lot of money on the on the wedding, they're rich. They don't need oh, more money from me. That's why I think you go at the like what you think a plate should be. Well, maybe uh, not, you, not you, but like maybe your your replacement value groom. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that's not a reflection on your wedding because actually yours was awesome. But uh, you you know you get my point about your cheapness. Your I do. I do. Uh, that's my thought. Is that uh, like I I would want someone to leave thinking that they didn't spend money on me. Um, but if if they make me travel like to Mexico or something, then it's then it's different. Then it's then, different. then then, oh. then I showed up. <laughs> that's your yeah. I'm your gift at that point. <laughs> uh, all right. Next up, Ali, uh, of the three of you, who is the most delicious from a I need to eat someone to survive sense? It's this is my moment it, to shine. It's plum. Yeah, dude. Plum would be the most scrumptious. It's of us in the name. Far. Yes. I this is why I stay so wiry. It's so that on the. No one even bothers to look at me on the raft. They're just like, oh, okay, no, next. What's got, What's the next one? It's a survival uh, plan of mine. And I'm, yeah, this is my prepper. Uh, Note that approach. anyone who's of our age, when Greg said, uh, I eat bread, the rest <laughs> of us were like, I don't know about the carbs. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's just built different. Uh, next up from Ali. What are you guys watching on TV now? Um, well, I'm sleeping on the plane watching the, uh, the uh, that, that the bums preserve, me out, like or whatever it's called. What's it called? The peripheral. peripheral? Yeah, yeah that 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 bums me out that you didn't like it. I, it's not that I didn't like it. It's that I I uh, just fell asleep. I was on an airplane. It was it was nice. Um, I'm still watching Atlanta. Uh, I I know that that ended, but I haven't gotten through all the episodes yet. Um, so that would be my, my thing. And then of course, you know, succession ended and Ted Lasso ended. It's rough time for TV right now. So I started watching Mrs. Davis, uh, which is a, it's a peacock show. I mean, it's, yeah, you're just trying to normalize the peacock over here. That's what you're trying to do. NBC got to you, man. Can we cut that? I've been watching Mrs. Davis on the peacock uh, and I'm, I'm making them all here. I'm doing the opposite. I'm taking the levels of that and I'm turning it up so right. that they know that you betrayed them. So yeah, that's on the cock. And then uh, I, what did I, I feel like I just finished something. 
I, I've been rewatching The Office. As oh god, I, y'all more Peacock. Everyone, oh, no, 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 no. It, it's all on the Plex. Ser- it's on. It's on the Plex server. Ah, uh, oh, so all they need is access to Safex Plex server, and then they won't have to use the Peacock. Uh, finally, from Ali, uh, this is for you. You have to answer this this time. With the recent momentum in recruiting, are we back, or should I continue to doom post? Um, put it in drafts is what I would say. Just hang on to it, savor it. Like I, I don't marinate. I I am optimistic that this class will look at and say, okay. Like, and I think that's after the season we just had. If you if you said okay, then honestly, you should be really happy with that. But like, I don't know. I. I we stacked some talent. We stacked some talent. If we can stack just a little bit more and some quality depth pieces and see that they can coach people up. Because this year we will see if they can coach. That is true. Like this year we will see if they can coach. And it may not be W's that we see it in, but you will see it in a competitive product. And if we're not competitive, then I got some questions about the coaching ability. So. Well, let's stay on this. Uh, this is a very interesting question for me. Uh, Tyrone Couch asks, since Plum is out, I don't feel the need to be outlandish. Turns wow. Out, Pl- uh, Tyrone has misjudged his audience. I'm the one that likes the unhinged stuff. Uh, but he asks, so assuming Scooter was the last pickup, who's next? And should it be David Stone? You guys could convince him. Well, if Matt Ishbia would return our calls about letting us advertise for United Wholesale Mortgage as a way to money launder, uh, truthfully, anybody answer our calls about advertising here so they can money launder. But I don't know. Um, I obviously would love David Stone. That'd be great. Greg, though, the thing is, as much as it would be nice to pick up David Stone, I think it's useful for for folks to maybe not get invested in a singular recruit Mm -hmm. because ultimately football is a, a sport of depth. Yep. And a lot of dudes doing one thing. And if any one of them screws up, it can blow the whole thing up. I mean, this is the argument also about certain individuals leaving the program is like, what is truly the net plus of any one guy that's especially not a quarterback. And right. I understand defensive line we, is a very important position. It disrupts the quarterback. But um, what you really want is you want to take those five stars and just disperse them across five guys. You know, raise yeah. the level of those five guys one yeah. notch yeah. rather yeah. than take that five-star guy. Two to three guys who can, like, actually legitimately change the game. But if you just have one of them... It's not necessarily changing the game. You need a you need a few. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd love David Stone, but uh, well, Tyrone, you're, obviously we we did get an additional pickup since Scooter committed. Scooter. Uh, it's I, more of a Scooter. Yeah, I Scooter. felt I felt bad committing to it in the moment. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, David, look, if the goal is for us to commit. I really liked MSU. And this is an opportunity to say to one person and one person alone. Grand Couch. Your Lansing article. Great. Love it. 
the idea that James Madison College would be moved to Lansing, I just want to let you know, I love Michigan State way more than I love James Madison. Way more. Why the fuck would I want that moved somewhere else? I walked out of my dorm and saw Spartan Stadium. Easily, your your Alex, what's his face take? This is worse by a lot. Oh, you go with what's his name from Western? Um, hey, the, listen. Plus, the idea you know, that you would take a, a an important college at Michigan State University and be like, let's let's not make it at Michigan yeah. State University anymore. It's, here's how James Madison is an important college. It takes everyone that you don't really want to hang out with yes. parties and puts them all at the same party That's so that right. you can avoid them at all the other ones. And that is indeed a public service. And if they got moved all the way to Lansing, then I'd see them even less and it would be even better. So I'm on board with that idea. Uh, next up. You um, lived with me. <laughs> you do a podcast up. with two James Madison people. <laughs> next up. This one's fun. See, Tyrone, I like the unhinged stuff. It begins Snoopy balls. I hope my mom I, is listening. I used to have a recurring nightmare that Snoopy and I were in Chernobyl during the meltdown and could not escape. I saw the HBO show and had the nightmare again. After the previous show, I had the dream, but Snoopy was licking his Snoopy balls. Now you know! Tyrone, did they melt deliciously in his mouth? Well, this is just a dog. Look at his bollocks. That's all this is. And you go... You get the reference though, right? Remember the Dippin' Dots question? And I told you that my mom called them Snoopy Balls? Ah! Uh, you also black out. You also black yeah, out the episode. I actually just do shots off the side after all of that talk about how I, you know. Anyway, and finally, rant of the week. My wife writes dollars on the check line that has dollars <laughs> at the end. I want to say something, but menopause. She generally is so super smart. I'm thinking, I'm starting to think that she uses a pin number at the ATM machine, like, uh, like, like Chlorum Horst. What kind of crapulence is that? Is crapulence a shark? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I want to know, Tyrone, why are you writing so many checks, man? Like, I write... Like maybe two checks a year. Where oh, are all these checks going? I have to write. I have to write one check a month for for rent. Like what? What's going on? Uh, there's a service a, I use. Is this a parental thing? Is that what this is? Uh, well, I the check to daycare doesn't come from me, but yes, uh, that would be one. But the uh, I I wrote a check to another service that. Um, if I go with the card, they charge me extra. Mm. So why would I pay more? But I love writing dollars at the end. That's fantastic. Yeah. So does I have to know if it ends in a a, a zero sense? Does she do the XX? Because mm. you know that's a when people used to care about cents. Yeah. Like, oh, you, you squeezed an extra 99 cents out of me. You got me. You got me. 
anyway, Tyrone, please fill in this mystery for me. Next up, Mamopolif. Speaking of crapulence, oh, no. Oh, it's so mean. Go ahead. When perusing. Mamopolif, I'm already annoyed. Uh, a menu. <laughs> And a sandwich, burger, or ice cream flavor is named after a celebrity or sporting figure? Sporting figure? I guess there's Peyton Thornburger, maybe, potentially, still. you don't care for it, will you order it? You don't care for that person, will you order it? Now, Greg, I want to ask you about the Louis C.K. pastrami. My favorite. Still. Holds up. Are you ordering the Louis C.K. pastrami? What is it? You're interested. Yeah, I'll order it. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely order it. I, see, I'm I'm with you because unless I know that that individual is getting a portion of the profits from the thing. Yeah. And, and truthfully, it would have to be someone that I, like, find morally reprehensible. Yeah, what if it was, like, the Adolf Hitler did nothing wrong brought worst? I'm not dining at that restaurant. <laughs> and honestly, that you had to imagine a scenario where you're confronted that with that question and you've not walked out. I have some subsequent questions. But the like the Peyton Thorn burger, if that was still on the Hopcat menu, like that sounds like a really good burger. I'd like. Yeah, to it's got that. pretzel bun. Is it, got, is it got bacon? It's got an egg on it. Yeah, I'm interested. That's kind of the burger that I am interested in anyway. Yeah, super interested in that burger. But if I knew that if I knew that Louie had a profit share on an item or uh Kevin Spacey or uh, any of your monsters, uh I probably would avoid that. Though I would ask questions about why the restaurant is still in partnership. Question for you. What if instead you were in Ann Arbor and rather than it being a Peyton Thorn burger at Hopcat, it was the who's got it better than us? Coach Harbaugh burger. Would you order it then? Ooh, in, this is a more interesting dilemma because he hasn't done anything wrong. Other, well, no, he has. Other than actually, just actually, he's done a lot. Done of a lot stuff. He's done a lot wrong. Uh, he's he's been against women. He supports Bo. Um, is it Hopcat? We'll just stick with Hopcat because there is one there as well. Yeah. Is it the same burger as the Peyton Thorn burger? We'll just say it's the same burger. Available on the menu. Different name. Oh, man, because I really don't want to reward them for sponsoring that dude. But yeah, it's probably the best burger on the menu, right? I would just point at it. I'll be like, I'll have this, I guess. <laughs> I, I would say this. Not knowing Hopcat's menu, if there was a compelling alternate burger, like the Smoke Shack at Shake Shack, I would eat that. Time, yeah, I had to make it coastal elite. I had to do it. Wait, you, to, you guys have Shake Shack there? Do we? I don't know. You've got to have a Shake Shack there. Uh, there's probably one somewhere. Uh, next up from Mama Belief. Uh, oh, it's Anthony Bourdain Day. Interesting. I didn't know that that existed. Oh, sorry. And it's he, only in Ann Arbor and the coastal parts of Michigan. And he advocated for people to, quote, walk in someone else's shoes or at least eat their food. What MSU football assistant coach would you want to learn more about why and who they are? Probably Ross Ells. Why I mean, are that's you? What Anthony Bourdain had in mind with this quote. Or Scotty Hazleton 
Where were you on January 6th? <laughs> the insurrection burger. <laughs> Speaking of chemistry, MSU scientists reach a breakthrough in single molecule Wait, magnet what's on design. That burger? What's on that burger? Freedom. <laughs> Freedom fries. They just burn a copy of the Constitution, and that's what's used to heat it up. So it can only be like medium well. It's um, not lost on me really quick that that some some percentage of our listeners were not around or not uh, sort of aware post 9-11 and don't fully get the Freedom Fries reference. And that makes mm. me very sad for how petty things were at the time. But anyway. <laughs> the the bush to pettiness that that was the very beginning of, of the end culture wars happening um yeah. Yeah, i mean reagan had a fair amount of that too i guess that i was aware of this was yeah. probably the first culture war that i was aware of of just yeah. like wow this is crazy this is stupid newt gingrich is um before we even had the language for it a meme uh basically yeah. Um, anyway, from, uh, from Amopoly, speaking of chemistry, MSU Wait. scientists reach a breakthrough. S speaking of chemistry? I have no idea where this came from. Um, but okay. had a breakthrough in single molecule magnet design. That's a thing. Didn't, I didn't see this. I, I didn't hear about this. I didn't know that was a thing. Do you consider your podcasting team approach as free radicals or are you bonded through paired electrons with opposite orientations of spins here here's what i'll say this feels homophobic our podcast has right now two molecules bonded no room for a third <laughs> that's so we miss him dearly <laughs> <laughs> I'm so looking forward to him coming back, actually. All right. Next up from Joe Ashworth. Sorry, I believe I used your I used your whole question as a slight against my absent co-host. Uh, my question is simple. Did you say <laughs> not, Joe Ashworth? Joe Ashworth. My question is simple. Am I not supposed to antagonize the podcast host? It feels like that's what the Twitter competition is all about. Joe... <laughs> <laughs> I want I want to take a second to recognize that you might be the first person to recognize that it gives me the most joy to shit on you all like in a in a very much I love you all sort of way. Um so Joe, yes, it is your goal to do that. Um which is why you came in fourth. This you is had a, good questions. You had maybe the best questions. Your response to that question is causing the upper deck jerk guy out there to do the the Norm McDonald gif where he looks up from his newspaper and is like, "Wait, what? Uh, like I I've been what? doing. I've been doing. I, this. That's my whole shtick." <laughs> uh, I heard a very uh, sad story, by the way, about Norm. Uh, I think you may be. Way, which which is kind of sad so i was listening to an episode of, uh, a recent episode of comedy bang bang and mm -hmm. there's a, a there was a comedian on who was sort of the a block guest right not not pretending to be someone who had uh 
published a book and part of the book was asking other comedians, other male comedians, questions that are routinely asked of female comedians mm. and, and having them answer them. And so she, she got Bob Odenkirk and, and some other notable folks to, to do this exercise. But she'd asked Norm to do it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Uh, just get back to me in, in a couple of weeks. And she's like, wow, like maybe Norm is like actually not going to just be Norm. And there weren't a couple weeks. Like, Aww. yeah, it was, it was really, it was, it was quite, quite sad. Um, but anyway, uh, I don't know how we got on that, but it was great. Next I brought up, up Norm. That's how we got on that. Joe Ashworth. Secondly, <laughs> there was a lot of boat talk last week. Which <laughs> Joe, you get the joke. Which Big Ten school do you think could field the most formidable Navy? Joe, you really get the joke. Bonus question. What Yacht Rock masterpiece is their naval anthem? Mm. So you're in the Navy. You're on a boat. Got that doesn't feel right to make jokes right there. <laughs> uh, Who is the most maritime Big Ten school? I mean, it's... I don't know who... Does Northwestern have a sailing team? I know there's a technical name for what that would be, but it feels like a school that would have a team that sails. Yeah, that would have like a... Regale? Whatever. No, no that's a... Armada. Oh. I don't know. Just uh, patrolling, just patrolling the lake yep. of absolute <laughs> just launching cannonballs at everyone else. Um, Otherwise, it's 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 Illinois, and here's why: it's Bert, Bert, <laughs> Bert, 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 the boatman leads a posse of of jeep trucks to the lake from Champaign. He drives all the way up. Is there anyone in the Big Ten, though, less Yacht Rock than Burt Bielema? I or would is say he the most Yacht Rock? No. No. Maybe, maybe Jim Harbaugh is the least <laughs> Yacht Rock <laughs> of it. everyone. That's Easily it. the least chill dude and least likely. Can you imagine being trapped on a sailboat? Just oh, you Jesus Christ. and and Jim Harbaugh. And but, you're trying to have a good time. You're not trying to, like, get to a place. You're just having a nice sailing afternoon. But that who man, wants to have that conversation less? Is it you or him? You think like, you're punishing him with your yacht rockery? Do you? No, you're stuck. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, it's you, Jim Harbaugh, and you're there with... Ward Manual, but you know Ward Manual. Okay, let's pretend for the sake of argument. And we'll assume that Ward's a, a normal My dude. life sounds awful. Continue. We'll assume for the sake of argument that Ward's a normal dude. Ward walks away, and you're stuck with Jim. Who wants to have that conversation less? Well, Because it wife, may be him. My wife informed me that uh, I needed to cool it with the edgelord suicide jokes last week. So I would just say... This is a man overboard situation for old Kevin Grek. <laughs> uh, 
anyway, uh, it's me. I'm pay them price because <laughs> he's oblivious. He does not understand things. Yeah, with his weightlifting in high schools, I think he would assume you wanted him to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, most formidable Navy. I actually, I might land with Bert. Land, Navy, but boat. Maybe. <sighs> I don't I, like the idea of Bert coming up during any yacht rock related discussion. No, just Navy, um, just Navy, just Navy. Okay, fine. Um, I'm sorry, Nate C, that that just happened. To Joe. You. No. <laughs> Finally, says the Joe Ashworth, Odyssey of the Mind is a creative problem solving program for teams. Oh my God, one of you, uh, we really truly have found our audience, haven't we? Yeah. Um, is a problem solving uh, program for teams of students, and MSU hosts their world finals every few years. It was founded in Glassboro, New Jersey, and teams from over 24 countries compete. What's something you nerds are world class at? This sounds like an elevated Mamopoly question. <laughs> Mamopoly, do better. <laughs> Joe, first of all, fuck off. Second, uh, <laughs> it's not podcasting, I'll tell you that. Uh, alcohol, In some ways, it is podcasting. Alcohol dependency? World class and making... These people listen to us talk for an hour and a half a week. Truly the dumbest stuff that we do. <laughs> no, um, I, there's truly nothing that I'm world class at. Rice cakes? Rice cakes consumption. Maybe that is it. Yeah. I don't think there's anything I'm world class at. Uh, yeah. World class? No. But. It's certainly this- not being a father. Or husband or friend, that is for sure. That is fair. Yeah. You are coming to visit me. Just want to let for people know that Greg, Greg had an opportunity to come see me in my new home and said, yeah, I'll be there for a night. Probably getting in late afternoon. Got to get out the door the next morning. It's a real stuck on the boat with Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, it was, it's a real, I'm a cheap <laughs> motherfucker and hotels. I had an opportunity uh next up keith ski <laughs> jet, ski jet ski or pontoon boat uh i know how bert would answer this yeah the answer is pontoon boat these it's, days right it's, it's it is the end it's the and same if it can be bert would give if it can be a double decker pontoon boat that's a thing let's go oh come back to the midwest my son we have double decker pontoon boats can you get me on one Oh, yeah, we can get you on one. Uh, next up from the key ski, gin martini or a Manhattan? So I take a little umbrage with the question because I think a martini implies that gin is there. If you want to put vodka in it, it's a vodka martini. It's not, it's not a martini. Yeah. yeah. You uh, but um, so I'll also say that truly I don't really want either of these drinks yeah was, that was gonna be my answer i wasn't I was like, like i really don't want either one of them but if you put some liberator gin in it that's not me just plugging that was good gin I so would, would it be the mar- martini then because that's the more like straight gin drink right yeah i would if i had to choose gun to the head gin martini over manhattan and next from the key ski, most hyped preseason football player you can remember for MSU. Does we assume they failed? No, not necessarily. So 
I mean, Le'Veon had some heat back in the day. LJ had some heat. Yeah. A lot of running backs that I can remember. I mean, Kenneth Walker Walker had some heat. Not not on the order of those previous guys that we were talking about. Kenneth Walker was a surprise. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would would maybe like a Cook, Connor Cook situation? Um, maybe like a Javon Ringer back in the day. Yeah, I mean there was that running whole, backs. There was that whole thread on Javon, the Chuck the Norris thing, jokes. Yep. Uh, the thing is, a lot of guys go pro after their big years. Like I can imagine what a Devin Thomas next year would have looked like Devin Thomas by the to circle all the way back is the single largest indictment of John L. Smith yeah yeah he was not even catching the football dude Um, was a stud like you don't make you don't make a leap under a new coach Mm -hmm. like that right um Um, uh, the problem is a lot of guys get a bunch of heat and then they go to the pros and as well they should so you've got to like catch him in that in that moment where either they can't go pro yet or here's a guy that I think got a lot of hype that uh, it's not that it was undeserving, but it just Felton Davis, I think got yeah. a fair amount of hype. Yeah. Maybe didn't, it, it, that's not on him that he didn't live up to it per se. Right. Like we're also circus. forgetting the whole de- defense. Darquez Denard should be in there. Um, yeah, Will, no Golston, Will Golston should be in this conversation. Uh, people were waiting for Malik McDowell to figure it out. I don't yeah. think that was hype because it was earned. I think that was hype because people were waiting for it. Um, you've got various linebackers over the years. Greg Jones, Greg in. Jones, Greg Jones. Yeah, was a stud year after year after year. These are good names. These are good names. Uh, I don't know if I could choose just one. I think I would choose Le'Veon if it was just one. Because he had a, he was right out of the box. Monster year. Yeah. So, um, all right. Uh, finally, from the upper deck uh, jerk guy, <laughs> how have we made no Russian coup jokes? This well, cause, entire cause, podcast. Because the Russian coup was a joke. Was itself a joke. What's a bigger joke? The Russian coup or uh, Scaramucci or like what? January 6th. <laughs> What's up next for... Pro- I've only ever read it. I've never heard, heard it pronounced. Prozinga? Prozingan? The, the Russian Prigo- coup. Prigozhin. Prigozhin. The Wagner Group General. Uh, well, he's going to die. Yes, that is truly eventually what is next. And not in like, we're all going to die. He himself will be dead in the next year. From radiation poisoning. Almost (laughs) certainly because they've done it before. They'll do it again. He's going to die. He should have kept marching. I don't know that that's good for the world, but if he didn't want to die, that's what he should have done. Did you see that they're executing Russian soldiers that defected to the Wagner group? It's like brutal stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thanks for bringing things up, Upper Tech Jerk Guy. Uh, These are in the 
lower deck. Uh, yeah, dead, dead, yeah, dead within the next two years. I'm. I'm I can't believe years. he was like, I'm willing to be rich for the next three months to yeah. die sometime after. I that. will go to Belarus. That's very friendly with, because <laughs> uh, I'm a dipshit. Like, bro, get out, get far uh, away, change your face. Yeah, um, it's over for you, my man. Uh, next up, Upper Deck Guy asks, how much would it cost me to have you guys record the pod from <laughs> in a tube deep in the ocean? <laughs> well, it used to be that that's where Plum recorded from, as was evidenced by the equipment used. But that has changed. Um, I don't know. Do you get any Logitech controllers hanging around? <laughs> I want to sound off at some point about like the idea of one of these guys being explorers, which is ridiculous. Like, stop, stop. And two, one of the guys, I looked up one of the dudes, he's like, oh, they're billionaires on this. Like, who cares? One of the guys has like a massively inflated net worth. Like, he was from the UAE and he like sold airplanes there. And they're like, this is a billionaire. And he's just straight not. We've got to talk at some point about like how ridiculous money is these days. Um, and the yeah. reporting on money and anyway. Also, anyway. Uh, to be clear, uh, we should also talk about how I don't actually want anyone to die. I just want them to not be pieces of shit. That's what I actually want. So, um, but to, to answer the actual question, um, I don't know. I, I'm not a, an ocean lover to begin with. It's not my thing. For all of your coastal elitism. Yeah. Don't want to go in the water. That, that's why I just want to look at it. I'm adjacent to the coast. Yeah, you just want it available. Yeah, uh, but so you couldn't you couldn't pay me money to go on that. You couldn't pay me money to go on James Cameron's thing. I'm also just generally speaking not interested in a dumb ship that got destroyed (laughs) by the fucking iceberg. Like I don't care. Like it's not interesting to me. I know what happened to it. I can see pictures of it. I don't have to go look at it. Like I, it, the idea that people would spend that level of money to look at something so stupid—that's the indictment put, of wealth. Put their life in danger. Like let's your assume life is that it, let's so assume boring. that it was it safe. That it was safe. Like, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah. So give yeah. it to Bezos to go up to his goddamn spaceship. Like one of those dudes went up in Bezos' spaceship. By the way, oops. <laughs> well. You done it all, but hell took you. Not the and now heavens. you did. Uh, finally, from the upper deck jerk guy, when does my nil money get deposited from you guys and my offshore account? When you reach out to us from your business account, so that we can launder the money into your offshore account. So you I was pay us, say, we pay you. We don't do offshore accounts, but we will wire you our NF tuck. Uh, <laughs> uh to your to your online wallet yeah so uh which uh what's the what's the the popular wallet coinbase right oh yeah they're in big trouble well good Good. do you see the sec is like well the sec is like 
good news, crypto. We figured we We're have put the nail in the coffin. We have figured out and we have it very well documented that y'all been operating Ponzi schemes this entire time. Oh, so the allegation against them is that they're conducting a securities exchange. Oh, but they claim that they're just uh, like just a, a a depository or something like that. But you but if you can exchange currencies, then how are you? Yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, great. This has been easily our best summer episode. Is that, is that a fair way to describe this episode? Well, it's almost like our two single molecules aligned, just you know, with this one. Bonded. I hope that it's more insufferable for our listeners than two weeks ago where they really flipped their lid. Or three, three, three where... We're trending in the right direction. All right, Jonesy. Uh, this has been fun. Everyone, been appreciate your questions. Three more weeks of Twitter questions? Or two more weeks? Is that what we decided? Two more. Yeah. Two more weeks of Twitter questions. He's changed the rules, uh, listeners. Pray that he does not change that. He's changed the terms. Pray is, it pray could end next week at 50% for the last week. Yeah. Who knows? All right. Until then, go green. Go white.